What is up? We are back at Loft Talk, episode number three, and today we have an awesome guest in a well put together purple shirt that we really like. Yes, sir. Uh, we already had that discussion. Um, so, Mike, I want you to introduce yourself. I want you to tell people what you do. You do everything. Yeah. So keep it short. <laughs> Don't take up the whole podcast. But what do you do, my man? So I'm Michael Lee, and like Zach said. I do a little bit of everything. Um, so I'm really tied up mostly in three different businesses. Okay. Um, one of them being Brightside Exteriors. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with a, a pretty good brand. A lot of people are familiar with it now around uh, Kent County. Yeah. And Brightside is an exterior remodeling company. Okay. Um, specifying in like roofs and windows and yeah. siding replacements, stuff like that. What do you do with that? So I'm a project consultant there. So... Basically, what I do is I solve homeowners and businesses' exterior problems. Got it. Okay, so you're there to pretty much broker the problem. You're there to make sure that you know they have a problem. You have I, a solution. I come up with a solution. Perfect. And okay. there's all sorts of different problems. Mm-hmm. The obvious one is a leak. Sure. Somebody's roof is leaking. Roof. Yeah. Um, and that can be more complicated than it sounds. Absolutely. You know, like trying to diagnose it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we're trained to go in and find those hard find leaks and come up with a solution to fix it. Of course. Other problems could be um, people think their house is ugly. And, you know, <laughs> we're prepared to, uh, it's a common problem, to come up with a solution sure. on a problem like that. You sure. Know, some design factor there, too. Absolutely. Okay. So sticking with Brightside Exteriors, then, you're a project consultant. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's solving the problems. What's the biggest problem you've come up with and how did you make the solution? Well, um, see, the, the biggest problem I've come up with actually usually comes down to, like, on a commercial building. Okay. Sometimes they have leaks that are they're hard to overcome. So sure. let's talk about like a historic building. That's probably the most uh, difficult thing okay. I've come up with. A historic building. Because there's only so much you guys can do to it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the buildings were done differently. Sure. They were built differently. Mm-hmm. You know, gutter systems like built into the roof like crazy stuff where... Uh, a roof replacement isn't necessarily just going to fix it. We have yeah. to design like new framing and restructuring. And, so you guys do quite a bit outside of just typically throwing yeah. shingles on and, and stuff. So so what do you enjoy about your job? Like what are, what's one thing that when you wake up in the morning, you know, I'm doing this today? My favorite thing about what I do is actually the design factor of it. The design of course, factor. it okay. brings me a ton of satisfaction to help people mm-hmm. because when somebody has you know a problem on their house and I'm able to come in and come up with a solution yeah. and they choose me to take care of that solution for them, I know that somebody else isn't going to come in and give them a lesser quality solution. Okay. So gotcha. I get a lot of satisfaction from that. Mm-hmm. But my most favorite thing, what, you know, what really, favorite. yeah, my most favorite Your thing, most favorite, my most favorite is, um, the best part is the designing designing Got when it. there's not necessarily a problem. Yeah. Everything's good. And they say, let's make this better. Let's make this best. I want a deck built onto my house, but it can't just be a, a, any deck. Yeah. It's got to be fancy. The most favorite is deck. Most favorite is Got to be the most favorite deck when uh, when they want some wow factor. Yeah, hundred percent. And what you bring on a day to day basis? Exactly. We do three D modeling for free, so we build a three D model of this person's house, mm-hmm. and then build a deck or porch or whatever onto it, and then we can actually sit down with that homeowner and say, "Here's what I came up with," and show them. Say, "Do you like this? Do you not like it?" And if they don't like it, you know, we can make changes there. Mm-hmm. But we're one of the only companies doing that, so our homeowners get to see what their house is going to look like before they ever have to sign anything. Gotcha. 
Okay. So let me ask you this. You either, you have to pick, all right? Mm -hmm. You have to pick right now. The largest animal that you can knock out with one punch. And if you fail to knock them out, they get to hit you back. Hmm. That is a tough one. It is, because, you know, you can pick the really small, easy one. Of course, yeah, but you said the largest animal. The largest animal you think you can knock out with one punch. But knowing if you go too big or you don't, it gets to hit you back. With however way it would hit you. I don't know how an ostrich would hit you, but probably with its neck. Man, I'm going with a kangaroo. A kangaroo? I know they hit back, but... Oh, my God, you think you could knock out a kangaroo with one punch? If, if you hit him right, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Right? They can hit hard, too. I know. <laughs> They're known for hitting so people. That's, that's not even hypothetical. They are known to hit so people. Exactly. <laughs> There's the extra motivation to hit, knock them out in that first punch. Because if you don't... <laughs> you need more? If you don't knock them out the first punch, you know, they're going to get you. Okay. Understood. I've, I've never had anyone pick the actual animal that's known for hitting people. Maybe I just want to challenge, you know? Maybe you just need the challenge. Understood. <laughs> so you talked about Bright Side Exteriors a little bit. Um, and if anyone wants more information on that, you know, we'll have the link in the description. You can talk to Mike. You can talk to Bobby Jones, who's the owner of the company. Yep. Um, now, Bobby Jones has uh, has introduced us. Um, we were introduced through a networking group, mm -hmm. of which you are also involved. Yes. Um, so why don't we go a little bit into that? Tell us about the networking groups you're involved in, why you're involved in it, all that fun jazz. Sure. So that's going to be Master Networks. And I w I've actually been a part of Master Networks for, it's, it's probably like three years now. So as your part now, what's your part in it as we sit right So now? I'm the regional partner for Delaware, Maryland. And what does that mean? That means, um, I, I guess I have control of our region. So okay. that's the state of Delaware and the state of Maryland is our assigned region. So is it your job to start groups, maintain groups, make sure group like what is all of the above? All of the above. Okay. So Bobby and I are both the regional partners. Got it. And we took that position to start groups, um, grow the existing groups, and just make sure that all of the current members and new members get the most out of their membership that they possibly can. Now when we talk about most out of your membership, what is someone getting? And why let me backtrack. There's a lot of networking groups out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot from your typical chamber of commerce events to happy hours to uh, there's there's plenty of different organizations that run networking groups, some yeah. of which are expensive, some of which are free, some of which are in the middle. But why did you latch on the master networks and why? We'll, we'll start with that. Why did you why did you latch on the master networks? What was the, the difference? The big difference for me was the focus on relationship building instead of transactions. Okay. So, you know, all of the training and um, all of the culture. Gotcha. So they do training, too. They do training. And that's, that's kind of the part, two of, of... Yeah, so it's not really just a full-on networking group. They're also training. No, there's, there's new business training every single week. It's something new. Does that training come from you guys? It doesn't partners? come from us, no. So that's going to come from Master Network's headquarters, which okay. is in Dallas, Texas. Got it. And there's... Like everything's headquartered in Texas. Yeah, it's kind of getting whenever, that way. Whenever someone says headquarters, <laughs> it, they always San Antonio, Dallas, Houston. Yep. Like, I feel like the headquarters for everything on the planet's in Texas. It's kind of seeming that way lately. Yeah. So <laughs> our trainings come from headquarters okay. down there in Dallas. And it's not stuff that, like, they're writing the night before. Like, yeah. oh, we got to slap this training together. <laughs> oh, shoot, they're meeting tomorrow. <laughs> no. So we've got CEOs, uh, business owners, okay. even uh, multimillionaire real estate investors yeah. on their board yeah. who are writing these trainings. Yeah, and one setting of the, uh, well, I, I was about to point to a book. Well, do I have they another have book out there? 
No, I think I gave out the millionaire real estate agent, and I don't have the one thing up there either. Gary Keller wrote both of those, um, and I don't have the real estate uh, investor out there because I have that one borrowed out too. I, I loan out too many books, man. I have no clue who has them. But you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, mil- millionaire real estate investor, millionaire real estate agent, Gary Keller, both of those books uh, co-authored by um, one of the people who is actually writing yeah. our training tidbits. His name is Dave Jinks, mm-hmm. and he's like... Great writer. Great he's, thinker. Absolutely. Yeah. He, these strings are coming from him, and you know he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So if someone wanted to join a networking group, they have a lot of choices. Yeah. These days, if someone you know made a post on Facebook, hey, want to get involved in a networking group, mm-hmm. there's going to be everybody from every corner of their area sure. saying, join this, join that, join this, join that. Um, why should people consider master networks? You know, why, why are they, I mean, we went over kind of what makes them different, but you know, why should they, what, what's the pitch? It's, it's, the, the, it's the culture, man. Yeah. It's the culture. So the training's awesome. Mm-hmm. We, we already know that the training's great. Uh, we get a lot out of that training. That's super like, applicable to our businesses it's stuff we can take and start using immediately to grow our business but on top of that the reason uh people are are making posts like that is because they want to get some referrals right sure referrals are awesome for business owners Mm -hmm. and going into it you know i'm going to join a referral networking group i'm going to pass business they're going to pass it to me Mm -hmm. some networking groups that is the main focus like we're only here so what happens is people don't end up building like real relationships. They're just there for transactions. Okay. You know, here's this person, they pass yeah. cold leads to each other where master networks has less of a focus on the referral itself okay. and more of a focus on the relationships between the members. Yeah. And what we've seen happen is that actually leads to better referrals being sent. Yeah. And relationships are how, really any business is successful yeah. and I think that really has to do a lot now of course you need transactions you need to make money sure but relationships whether they're business to business or business to person um, B2P B2P um, I think that's one of the biggest differences between yeah. owners you know an owner that walks into their business every day and is looking for that next transaction as opposed to that business owner is walking in to make that next relationship I'll give you a perfect example Bobby Jones, who's someone we're going to have on this show at some point, uh-huh. um, we got him scheduled, I believe, for August, um, is is someone where we met, and yes, he's a roofer, mm-hmm. and I'm a realtor, so there's a, a common interest yeah. to know one another, um, but we didn't sit down and really talk business at all. Um, we talked to each other about us, um, exactly. and we learned about each other, and I'll tell you what, I have a lot of people that you know will hit me up on Facebook. Hey, you want to grab lunch? Hey, mm-hmm. you wanna you wanna do this? Hey, what do I got to do? I think to, we've done it. Yeah, yeah. No, we have absolutely. Um, but but there's different approaches. Sure. You know, um, <clears throat> when a lender contacts me, like a mortgage lender, and says, "Hey, let me buy coffee and tell you why I should be your lender." Like, I'm gonna be like, "No, no, yeah." Like, I, I don't. I'm not gonna waste your time. But when someone comes up and says, "You know, hey, I, I just want to learn about like if you if you play on someone, hey, I want to learn about you. I want to talk to you." Sure, like, exactly. It's a lot different of an approach. And and when someone builds a relationship with you, you think that person has at least think, and, and, and from my experience with yourself, Bob, and other people within Master Networks that generally do, have an interest in you. And people want to work with people that have an interest in them. Like, if I have a, if I have a roofer that has a genuine interest in my, my interest and what I'm going after, I know the referrals he's sending me and the referrals I send him are being sent with care, A. Exactly. And those people are being sent with, yo, hey, Zach. 
he really knows what the heck he's talking about. It's not just, hey, here's a realtor. So master, the same with seven, seven Master, seven, master yeah. Networks came out with a model exactly for that. So what they wanted to see, you know, when Master Networks was founded, with, or I'm sorry, what they didn't want to see is exactly what you just described. Like, hey, Zach, let's, let's grab lunch. Um, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you? Yeah, what like, services can I give you? What, what yeah. can, you know, give me your money so I can yeah, help you. Pretty much. And Master Networks did not want to see that because too many people do that. Well, with that's what networking groups is all, are. Like, you know, I'll love to Chamber of Commerce events. Yeah, here's done, my business card. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's my business card. Okay, let me put that in my pocket and accidentally watch it later. Like, it's... Or drop like, it. Yeah, or drop it. So, or walk out of one of those events and look in the trash can and see how many business cards are there. Mm, that, ooh, that, that's got to hurt. It, it's so, the flyers, the business cards. Yeah. What, what Master Network's model came up with, is, and this is from headquarters too, is BOND. Got it. And it's an acronym for... James face, Bond. Face Faces, Networking, mm. James Bond. James Bond. That stands for Build on Common Interest. Mm-hmm. Occupation exploration, mm-hmm. needs discovery, and develop opportunity. So as I said that, can we stop right there? I think James Bond is actually a perfect example of that. What a great relationship builder. Yeah. He's always at the bar talking with people, learning about go. their lives. There you go. Building on common interest. The James Bond method. The James Bond method. method of networking. So that, that bond <laughs> is actually a process yeah. that you start with the B and then work through each one. So notice the first one is build on common interest. Yeah. The first one isn't develop opportunity. Like exactly, let me find out how I can shoot your boss. There you go, super yeah. spy. Yeah, you can't you can't start with that. You have to be like, what drink do you have? And he's like, shaking not stirred. What is it? A martini? Is yeah, drinks. Yeah, shaking not stirred. Dirty martini. Yeah, there you go. Start on common interest. Oh, you like that drink? Too? I like that too. Oh, all oh, right. Move on to occupation exploration. Yeah. So you're a super spy. Huh? <laughs> I think he has to lie about that part. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think you can bring that no, part up quite no, yet. No, I'm a, uh, I'm an accountant. I'm an accountant. Yep, on the side. It's a hobby, really. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did you see that movie, The Accountant? Yes, that oh is a, that is about. Was that Jason Statham? Yep. Which is about him being a uh, hired, uh, <laughs> a hired hitman. Okay, maybe that wasn't a good example. It's a good movie, though. It was. That was awesome. It was a really good movie. <laughs> but yes, terrible example. Uh, but he could say I'm an accountant and really be telling him I I, I throw my pants. Nice. The video saw that. If you listen to the audio version, you can see I just accidentally launched my pen. So, uh, kind of going on that question, um, you have three movies to choose. All right, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to watch these three movies for two weeks straight, nonstop, twenty four seven, eyes taped open. Mm-hmm. All right, two weeks. You're only allowed to sleep for your eight hours. You wake up, you watch the movies, you go to bed, you do the same thing for two weeks. What are your three movies? Okay, is it like? Do they alternate? I watch yeah, one, two, they'll, three. Yeah, they'll go in like a one, pattern. Two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. We'll make it that. Shawshank Redemption. That's a great movie. The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that one, but okay. Personal opinion. Okay. Your and opinion's wrong. <laughs> the third one. Hmm. That's going to be tough. I agree with Shawshank. If I were to do my three, I think, I, I think Shawshank would be on there. Um... Shawshank. Uh, what's the movie with Tom Hanks? Not Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good, would you pick that one? No. no. You know what? Now that, that I'm thinking, I picked two kind of more serious movies. Yeah. Not that it's there. top three or anything, but I'd need to throw something okay. funny in there. Yeah. And I'm thinking the campaign with Will Smith. Mm. Not, not Will my, Smith? The, the campaign with Will Smith? Yeah. Or... <laughs> 
That's a great. I need to see that one. The campaign with Will. So that's a completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> with Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Smith is not in that movie. It, but you know, the campaign with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell versus Will Smith, though, that would have been a movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the other actor. No, no, not a huge fan. But uh, I would definitely pick Shawshank. I think I would throw Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh yeah, that is such funny. a good movie. That is funny. I love it. It's, it. I will go on record of saying it's probably the best sequel comedy ever made. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, there sequels to comedies are normally not good. That's arguably better than the first one, and the first one's really good. Mm. See, I like the first one better, but the second one. I would was put both absolutely like, right there. Yeah. I, I think you're you're right either way because they're both just really good movies. Yeah. Um, the third movie. What would the third movie be for me? See, I can't do Wolf of Wall Street because I think it's a joke of an entrepreneur movie. Oh, it is. It's and that's why I don't of, it's like just, it. It's just entertaining. You know what? <laughs> I'd probably pick my favorite entrepreneur movie. It's that? Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. I'd probably pick that one. Yeah. So I get my serious, my emotional, and okay. my laughing. All right. So let's go into your third business, and then we're going to get into uh, Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. So uh, you also work in sales training. Yep. All right. So I've got a company called Shape Up Sales Coaching. And I work with salespeople in all sorts of different industries to help them perform better Mm -hmm. and to also help them give their customers a better experience. Got it. And when I say, you know, when I tell people I train salespeople to be better at what they do, Mm -hmm. a lot of people instantly think they're like textbook definition of salesperson. They're thinking like uh, car salesman or an insurance salesman when... That's not necessarily the case, yeah. and those are actually represent the least amount of uh, people I've worked with. Got it. So I really like working with people who um, aren't the textbook definition of a salesperson. Sure. Like, um, what's a textbook example of a salesperson? Like, like what you would immediately think of, like I just said, like a, a car salesman. Okay. Or like a, a stockbroker, yeah. or something like that. Something's like, gonna hunt me down. Yeah. Yeah. Those actually represent like the least amount of people who I want to work with sure. or do work with. I like working with anybody whose income or revenue is based on their ability to gain new customers. Mm. So that could be... Which can go back to gaining new relationships. That could be a plumber. Yeah. It could be like a self-employed plumber. He's yeah. a one-man band. He sells the deals during uh, during the evening and does the labor himself during the day yeah. where nobody would think of him as a salesperson. In fact, he doesn't think of himself as a salesperson, but yeah. when you break it down, you know, his ability to... Um, attract new prospects mm-hmm. and then show them his value so mm-hmm. they pay him money for his value that's he's in sales he's selling them yeah and what I can do is I can help um, kind of teach him a sales process sure that of course starts with prospecting hey let me show you how you can maybe attract find more people mm-hmm. and then move into up the sales process and you know how can you build a relationship with this person before you talk about their their plumbing how yeah. can you discover their wants and needs that uh, might be unique the size of the project if anyone else is going to be affected by the project sure where you know your other plumber might come in and say it's broken, uh, you know, I'll fix it, yeah. but not consider, you know, that it's going to be a three-day job mm-hmm. and they've got a chihuahua with anxiety running around who's going to be freaked out by the mess. Not <laughs> <Or a> chihuahua. <laughs> exactly. Not something, you know, that's a pretty extreme example, but yeah. not something you'd normally think of, but the plumber that knows to ask about the chihuahua with anxiety mm-hmm. and says, you know, let's make a special consideration for that. Yeah. The customer gets a better experience from Of course. That. Yeah. Of course. So... so. 
So you're working with, so our three business ventures, we are a project consultant. Mm -hmm. We solve problems when it comes to exteriors, decks, patios, siding, roofing. We have sales training, which we just talked about, where you're working not just with the, you know, the Fortune 500 team of salespeople on the phones. You're working with the individuals. You're working with the carpenter. You're working with the real estate agents. The real estate agents, exactly. You're working with the people that, you know, their income is based off serving others. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not transaction-based, relationship-based. From that, you are also a partner, regional partner, uh, with Master Networks, along with Bobby Jones in the Delaware, Maryland area. Yes, sir. Based off making relationships, Bond method, nothing to do with James Bond, but at the same time, maybe, possibly a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? All right, so we're going to jump into two truths and a lie. All right. All right, the way this is going to work is we have six cards in front of us. Mm -hmm. We've written four of them. And uh, a counterpart of ours, Mr. Austin Gardner, who will be on the show soon, don't worry about that, <laughs> uh, has written down two lies for each of us and shuffled them in. So our job is to read two truths, one lie, and make all three seem like the truth. We'll get a quick little period afterwards to interview one another to figure out if one of us can slip up and mm -hmm. expose our lie. And uh, basically it'll be your job to figure out which one's a lie. Mm -hmm. I'll go first. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read through all three first, and then you can question like this. I've been nearly arrested for stealing a donut. Uh, I once was a semi-pro athlete, uh, and I had a radio show for six months. Hmm. What station was your radio uh, channel? So it was a local station here in, like, it was like Camden, Wyoming. Um, it was basically like a podcast type thing, but it was live streamed. It was like online radio. Hmm. I believe it was Black Cat Radio. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. How old are you when you almost got arrested for the donut thing? Uh, the donut thing. Uh, I think I was 17. It was right before I was heading off to basic training, and that was my biggest worry. It was like a week before, um, and the cop was really mean. <laughs> he was a meanie. We're going to go with that as the lie. We're going to go with the donut. We're not even going to. So we're not, you're not going to question me about the semi-pro athlete thing? No. Nope. All right, so let me stop you there then. What, okay. So first of all, you're wrong. I was almost arrested for stealing a donut. Interesting. And uh, it was at Rural Farms at 2 a.m. I accidentally didn't pay for it. So I, we, oh we listen, we all gathered around the table, and they had already paid. I went and grabbed some donuts, and I put the donuts on the table. I was about to go pay, and I was like, shoot, I want a drink. And I went and grabbed the drink, went up, paid for the drink, come back to my table, started eating donuts completely forgot. Next morning, they had me on camera. They knocked on our door like 4.30 a.m. For the donut? For the donut. They came to your house? I'm telling you right now. Two cops showed up at 4.30 a.m. knocking on the door. Wow. Wanting to arrest me. Yeah. A little bit of a vendetta. What, what, what uh, sport did you think I was semi-pro in? You said I almost went semi-pro. No, I said I once was uh, semi-pro. I thought you played like, uh, like basketball in college or something, didn't you? No. Oh. I didn't go to college. Oh. Yeah. All right, your turn, my man. Fantastic, learning things. Just pick three, two truths, and one of the lies. Obviously, the handwriting's going to be a little different, so you'll be able to tell. All right, let's make it happen. All right. I'm locked in. Let's go. I have a phobia of snakes. Okay. I completely understand that if you did. I have competed in powerlifting competitions. Okay. And I am a black belt. In what are you black belt in? Taekwondo. When did you get it? That would have been you want know, like the year? Yeah, like what year did you find? I mean you would remember when you got your black belt. Let's see, that would have been 
would have been like 2004. 2004, so how old were you? Uh, like nine. You got black belt when you were nine years old? No, I was 10, I'm sorry. 10? That's impressive. No, I was 11. Final answer, I was 11. 11. Yeah. That's impressive. Black belt by the age of 11. Where'd you get it? Here in, here in Delaware? No, I was actually in Florida. Okay. What city? Fort Walton Beach. Gotcha. What was the name of the studio? Dojo. That would have been... I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Do you still do it? No. Gotcha. What kind of snakes are you afraid of? I'm afraid of all of them that can hurt you. That's fair. So you're not it's, afraid of like rat snakes? I mean, a little bit, but... I, I can't tell the difference. I can't really identify snakes, so that's fair. It's kind of like, you know, if I I know what a garter snake is. Yeah. What kind of powerlifting could you do? Well, that would have been um, the three the three major lifts. Okay. So like bench press, the squat, lifts. and hang clean would have been the, like the only. Did you train here in Delaware or in Florida? No, that would have been in uh, in Kansas. Kansas. Okay. Why'd you stop? I don't know. Did in high school. <sighs> I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go with the black belt. There's no way you're an 11-year-old black belt. Yes. You were? Yeah. You, so was a power lifter? No. I, I also was You don't have a phobia of snakes? No. Dang it! See, I thought about that one for a second because I hate snakes, and no matter whether they can hurt me or not, I still don't like them. That was the one part that threw me I, off, and I should have gone with I, my gut. <laughs> so yeah. you were a power lifter, and you were a black belt by 11 in Taekwondo? Yeah, so wow. I actually... Um, Started at that studio okay. in preschool. Wow! And went through their like kids club and uh, got a black belt in their in their uh, uh, the kids version of it. Yeah, sure. And then stopped. So you can beat up other kids. Stopped for a long time. Got it. And then came back in uh, like middle school. Yeah. And started back up again mm-hmm. as white belt. Yeah. Uh, but in their uh, real belt as yeah, their the real, real belt system. system. Real belt system. Okay. And uh, took me three years to get the adult back to, to get the adult black belt yeah, it, I should have gone with my gut the moment the moment he said where are you at Michelle disappeared he just slipped somewhere the moment you said the ones that don't hurt or the ones that hurt me that's what got me because when you say phobia of snakes it shouldn't matter if it's like if I see a little worm of a snake I'm like really no screw that screw that alright um Oh, these are good ones. All right. I've never had strawberry milk. I've had a heart attack before. I was once kicked out of a casino for counting cards. Interesting. That's a heck of a lineup right there. Some of them are hard for me to question you about. Like strawberry milk? Like I've never had strawberry milk. I don't There's consider it milk. Okay. I mean, there's no really good follow-up question on that. (laughs) On to the next. I had a heart attack before, and I was once kicked out of a casino for counting cards. What year did you have a heart attack? Uh, So I was brought into the emergency room 2015. I was in the Department of Corrections. And I woke up the night before, about 3 a.m., and had, like, severe chest pains. And didn't really think much of it, though. Went into work. Work wanted me to go to the hospital. Hmm. And the other one was I was kicked out of the casino for counting cards. Yeah, back to this heart attack. Yeah. Um, what did they say caused it? Uh, so it could have been just overexertion. Uh, they said at the end of the day it may have been either minor or not even a heart attack, um, but that's why I went in there for it. And it was kind of a mixed jury as to what actually happened. But they said it was kind of just a fluke, an anomaly, and had a day off from work, so that was cool. 
You only had one day off of work for a heart attack. Uh, well, I had the day off and I was going right into my weekend. So it happened on a Tuesday morning, but my days off were Wednesday, Thursday at the prison. So I had three days and then right back. Yeah, DOC doesn't care. Interesting. What card game were you playing in the casino? Blackjack? Blackjack, yeah. Blackjack. What, what year was that? That was 2017. 2017. At what casino? Uh, oh, man, what is the name? It's one up in Newcastle. Um, White Clay. It's the one attached to the golf course. Okay. Uh, Delaware Park. Delaware Park. Yeah. Are you banned from life? No, no. The, no. the mob guy or the ring guy just said, I know what you're doing. You need to leave. Yeah, how'd you learn to count cards? I did it while I was on deployment. Really? Sport. I learned magic tricks with cards, and I learned how to count cards. I've always had an obsession with cards. That's why I got a little deck right here. It's my deck for my deployment. It's been my deck. I learned how to count cards. Uh, I actually got motivated by watching movie 21. Okay. Hmm. Those are good. I'm going to go with the heart attack as the lie. No. It's strawberry milk, yep. isn't it? Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. That's why I love the lineup. Yeah, I have no, I have no issues with strawberry milk. I don't personally like it, but I've had it before. Yeah, I uh, I got kicked out. I got told to leave. Um, wasn't given a ban or anything like that, but I was up. I only started with like 100 bucks because I was like, whatever, but I was up. That's why you didn't get banned. Yeah, I was only, <laughs> I was only up like $30, but he could just tell the way I was betting because um, it would just be light, 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 bam, light, 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 bam, just betting in style. Um, and I would sit and watch other tables and then jump in. And, yeah, so, but it was, uh, it was fun. I probably couldn't do it anymore. It's a lot of math, but my brain's always been math-oriented. Hmm. And just, I'm a flag placer. I just want to see if I can do it, and then once I can do it, I don't care anymore. So you really had a heart attack. So, yeah, the jury was kind of out on it. Um, pretty scary. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was weird. It was for sure weird. Just woke up in the middle of the night and... Yeah, I forgot we still have year three, but yeah, so 23-year-old uh, possible heart. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> All right, this is going to be a fun one. All right, let's <clears throat> yeah, Last one. Where is Sean? Right here. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you're not dead over there. Not yet. Not yet. I was born in Canada. Okay. This man said he was going to send me an email and I never said it. I am related to Amy Lee from Evanescence. That's a very strange fact. Wait, okay. Or, what's the one? I was born in New Mexico. Oh, wait. <laughs> what was the first one? I was born in Canada. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say you are indeed related to Evanescence, the lead He's singer. Got it. Question or are you picking? Uh, no, I'm gonna say that's true. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's true because we have two things that both of them can be true. <laughs> Unless there's a New Mexico, Canada, I don't know about. Yeah. Or is there a city named Canada in New Mexico? <laughs> that would be a splendid question if you were born in Canada, New Mexico, Gosh. and you were born in both. Um, or were you related to the lead singer Evan? What's her name? Amy Lee. How are you related? She is a distant cousin. Distant cousin. How did you find out you're related? So my uncle, you know, obviously a Lee as well, okay. was doing uh, family tree research. Okay. And this must have been like, I don't know, four years ago, mm -hmm. doing research and um, building a family tree, branching out cousins, all this stuff. Yeah. And keep like coming across 
this woman named Angie Lee, and he kept coming across her name, kept coming on Facebook, mm -hmm. on his family tree. Yeah. So he linked her as one of our cousins. Yeah. And then kept digging further. She's the band manager. Oh, okay. For Evanescence, Got Angie it. Lee, our cousin, uh -huh. and her cousin is the lead singer. Is Amy Lee? Interesting. So it's like a second cousin once removed type thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right, that was really specific. That would have been a great lie. So Mexico or Canada? Okay, so New Mexico. New Mexico. I'm sorry. Where were you born at? New Mexico. It would have been uh, Clovis. Clovis. Where were you born at in Canada? Toronto. I don't even remember the name of the town that I only lived there for the first year of my life before we moved to the States. That's fair. How long did you live in New Mexico? One year as well. <laughs> for the first year of your life? Yes. You lived in Canada, Toronto, and you lived in Clovis, New Mexico. What, did you go back between the two? Mm -hmm. Okay. Which one were you actually born at, though? Well, you have to pick your life first. <laughs> I was just hoping you'd tell me. Um, <laughs> just trying to be a clever interrogator. Um, what did you love about Toronto? I don't know. It was the first year of my life. What did you love about New Mexico? It was the first year of my life. I don't know. <laughs> Where did you go after New Mexico? Florida. Where did you go after Canada? Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's fair. Um, have you ever been back to New Mexico? No. Ever been back to Canada? No. Good Lord. I'm going to say that you were born in New Mexico. That's correct. Yes. What a guess. 50-50 for the win. Got you. So the lie that was I had explanations you. for both, too. Yeah. Well, I didn't really have any questions. I mean, people live in Canada. I mean, it's not like you said I was born in India or something like that. Yeah. Like something super crazy. I a couple people in Dover that, like, were born in Canada. Yeah, I know people that live I've in Dover been now. Canada. I love Montreal. It was beautiful. I yeah, an Air Force brat. Yeah, gotcha. I am too. Born in New Mexico. First year of my life, I was in Little Robbins, Georgia, and then the rest was Texas and then Delaware. So. Nice. All right, so let's get down to your last three questions and we'll call it quits. So, what is your favorite book? My favorite book is actually something I just saw sitting right up there as I was peeking around. Yeah. And that is going to be Think and Grow Rich by right Napoleon Hill. Have you read the abridged version for today's times or the old version, the 1940s version? I've read the. Um, updated version. Got it. Yeah. Understood. Good move. The 1940s version will give you a headache. Yeah. Um, I started reading the 1940s version, and then I found out there's a newer version that doesn't use as many big words that hurt my head. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So one person wants to get into your line of business. Um, you know, pick one of them. Let's pick. Uh, let's pick sales because mm -hmm. that's one thing you're truly creating and making. Um, someone that wants to get into training other salespeople. What's the first thing they need to do? Be in sales for a couple years. That's fair. Get some experience. Get some education. Yeah. And then here in Milford. Um, what's one event, one restaurant, and one place that you like the most? As far as an event, yeah, I don't know that I've been to many events in Milford. Okay, be my uh, my master network chapter in Milford. Okay, your master network. So we've got uh, we've got our master network chapter that meets weekly in Milford. That's an event. Okay, love what about a event every week. What about a restaurant and place? Restaurant. That is going to have to be. It's closed now, but it was Abbott's Grill. Ah, Abbott's Grill. Rest in peace. Okay. And what after, after that, I guess replace it would be um, um, Easy Speak. Easy Speak. That's okay. A, yeah, Barn Grill. That's a good update. What about place? My favorite place. That is going to be the brewery. The brewery. Okay. Which one? The um, Miss Billion. Miss Billion. Yeah. Okay. Got you. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Appreciate it. Lost Talk, Mr. Michael Lee. And uh, if you need to get in contact with him, information's below. Appreciate you, brother.
Thanks, man. All right. See you.